Hello and welcome to Habemus Papam, episode 86, John the 7th. Dear brothers and sisters, Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Habemus Papam. Hey everyone, with our Pope today, John VII, we have one of those rare glimpses at this point in history into the early family life of a bishop of Rome. John was the son of Greek-speaking residents of Rome, the imperial official Plato and his wife Blata. And we see into his early life because he wrote an epitaph for them, which we have the text of, and he calls them the most loving and incomparable mother and kindest of fathers. His father was in charge of the restoration of the imperial palace on the Palatine Hill in Rome, which would become the residence of the Byzantine lieutenant tasked with overseeing the city. So he was a prominent and well-respected figure. And John himself was fairly active in the Church of Rome and its administration from an early age. He served as the rector of the patrimony of the Appian Way, which was a low-level to mid-level administrative position. John was elected Pope on March 1st, 705, becoming Pope John VII. Now, last week, Pope John VI had to deal with conflict and tension with both the Byzantine Emperor and the Lombards. And in this episode, John VII seems to have had a really good relationship with the Lombards, with local Lombard leaders looking to him for guidance and approval of various religious projects and foundations underway in their territory. This was such a good relationship that apparently the Lombard king restored to the Pope some of the territory in the northern part of Italy that the Lombards had conquered over a century ago. But don't get used to this good relationship. Uh, It's not going to be good all the time. And in fact, the next couple episodes, we're going to be dealing with Lombards causing trouble. But unfortunately, we have to turn our attention now back to the Byzantines. So if you remember a couple of episodes back, we had this emperor named Justinian II who called the Quinisex Council to try and impose Eastern practices on the Western Church. And if you recall, he was quite a brutal and forceful personality, but he was deposed and he had his nose cut off and sent into exile. Apparently, the person on the Byzantine throne couldn't have any bodily mutilation, and so they thought by cutting off his nose, he wouldn't be able to reascend the throne, and so that's why they call him Justinian II, the slit-nosed. But they were wrong, and now he's back. Justinian made a deal with the king of the Bulgars, which was a Slavic tribe and was now Bulgaria, to help him take back the throne. And so he arrived in spring of 705 with an army outside the walls of Constantinople, and the people wouldn't let him in. So he snuck through an empty water pipe in the middle of the night and took control of the city. But he was still missing a nose and thus physically deformed, and he couldn't technically take the throne. So he made a solid gold replica of his nose and affixed it to his face. So Justinian II, the slit-nosed, is our emperor again. Now, having regained the imperial throne, Justinian II turned his attention fairly quickly back to Rome. And the first thing he did was depose and blind the Patriarch of Constantinople, who had supported a different guy for emperor and then shipped him off to Rome to show John VII that he meant business. Next, he sent the decrees of the Quinisex Council to Rome for a second time. So if you remember the first time, he sent them to St. Sergius I, who rejected them outright, and he demanded that the Pope approve them. Pope John did not approve them, but neither did he condemn them. Apparently, St. Sergius I was made of, of slightly sterner stuff than John VII, John, according to the Liber Pontificalis, sent the text back without comment, afraid that if he condemned them, he might be punished severely. Well, he just got the Patriarch of Constantinople sent to him blinded, 
And so he didn't approve, but neither did he condemn. John VII had a rather brief papacy. He died on October 18th, 707. And he was buried in a special chapel in St. Peter's Basilica, which he himself built and dedicated to Our Lady. And his epitaph reads, John, the servant of Holy Mary. He was succeeded by the 87th Bishop of Rome, Pope Sicinius. And we'll talk about him next time. Thanks for listening to Habimus Papam. You can check out the rest of the Catholic Bites podcast at catholicbites.com. Check out our other podcasts there and all the other projects that we've got going on. Or you can find us on iTunes where you can leave us a review, can rate us, and helps other people find the show. Thank you so much. <laughs>